Welcome in, my friends, the Peanuts and Cracker Jacks, to leading off right here on Fantasy Pros. I am not Joe Pizzapia. Over there is not Chris Welsh. That's actually me. That's Ryan Wormley. And Ryan, we've got a little bit of an overlay problem today. Uh, I have the Joe Pizzapia line and you've got the Chris Welsh line. So Ryan, I suggest you have bad takes on Dylan Cease. Uh, you learn up on some prospects uh, even more than you already know. You can't just talk Orioles. And oh, I don't know, you know, maybe get a tiara or two. What should I do as Joe Pizzapia? Uh, well, you should probably shave your head. I was going to say it's a good thing that I'm not in the Joe Pizzapia seat because I have way too much hair as it is, even for my normal standards, let alone Joey P's normal standards. Uh, and I think we were already going to maybe lament about the Mets a little with the Justin Verlander news, but uh, you probably want to do that a little bit more than you were going to already. Yeah. Also, uh, Corbin Carroll, just like say things about Corbin Carroll and you'll be okay. But you know what? This is actually great because um, I don't have to hear anything about Dylan Cease today because you're me. So you're going to get all of it. So, uh, Ryan, what is the Twitter handle again? It is at Ryan Warmly. That's Warmly like the name, like the word, not the name. W-A-R-M-L-Y. All right, so all your diamond, all your diamond back and uh, Welsh hate send it <laughs> over there for uh, for the overlay issue. Uh, welcome in everybody to leading off, brought to you by Prize Picks. No Joe Pizzapia today because he's actually in my land. He is actually within the vicinity of me, I believe, right now. Uh, he is out here wandering the world, and I will see him very shortly. But me and Ryan Wormley, we've got it locked down for you today. After what was an awesome opening day, full of all of the stuff and things, and. Yeah, uh, you mentioned this before we got on. Like, we're not going to always talk about like rule changes and stuff, but we saw some big changes overall. Number one being the pitch clock. Ryan, average game time, two hours, 42 minutes. 10 out of the 15 games were under three hours. That was down about a half an hour across the board. Pitch clock had three or four incidents. I think Marcus Stroman was like the number one. There wasn't anything absolutely insane, but game times down. I think overall fun up. Yeah, I think it was averaged about one violation per game. I think it ended up, I think it was 14 violations on the day, if I remember correctly. So it's not too intrusive. My biggest issue with the pitch clock, like just the idea of it and throughout screen training was I hated seeing like games end on it, right? And those were the extreme examples, of course. You don't expect that to happen. Certainly every game or anywhere close to it. Those are the ones where I take issue when it just speeds up the game like this, it's actually pretty nice. I am somebody who's who's a bit of a purist when it comes to baseball and the history and the rules, but this seems to be pretty effective, and it didn't seem to interfere with games as much as I had thought it might when I first heard about the rule change. So uh, you're right. It was an awesome opening day. Every opening day is fun for its own reasons. This was a really fun day, and I think the pitch clock, to a degree, contributed to that. Yeah, I think overall, like the, the changes in the rules across the board – only had positives the other one stolen bases stolen bases were up our friend our mutual friend alec fast he had this tweet highlighting it that on the 2022 opening day five stolen bases four were caught with a 56 percent success rate well on opening day here we had 21 stolen bases only two caught a 91 percent success rate your Orioles had five of those stolen bases. They accounted for roughly almost a quarter of all the stolen bases. But across the board, dudes were running, and it's exactly what we expected. Early on in spring training, the numbers were starting to increase. By the end, we saw a full double stolen base attempts and stolen bases done from uh, this year to the prior year. 
and that showed over in the very first game, we really might be on for multiple 50-plus stolen base guys. we got to see how aggressive it is full term, but I was very excited about seeing all those stolen bases. I think it's great for the game overall, and for fantasy, maybe a little bit easier for uh, for the rest of us. Yeah, it's super fun, and you mentioned the Orioles getting five. You know, it's hard to tell was that they were taking advantage of Reese McGuire in Boston, or it was also Jorge Mateo and Cedric Mullins who led the American League as a duo last year. So this is a team that was already willing to run with its really fast guys. I'm not surprised they ran even more this year. But yeah, they matched last year's opening day total. There were fewer games last year, of course, on opening day. But still, that's kind of crazy to think about, and the success rate is what really stands out to me. Not just the volume, because I think we all expected – just given all the rules changes to see more attempts, but to see them actually being effective right off the bat, I think you will see more teams start to run more and more. We saw it early. I think we're going to see it often throughout the year. And it makes it interesting because there have been so many years in the past recently where it's so difficult to find steals that they become at a premium and you're playing in Roto leagues. Now, if they become more readily available, it kind of changes how you have to approach that stat really going forward until these rules changes ever happen again. Yeah, and I think it's going to keep going. Like, obviously, the different game sizes in opening day last year, this year, but I think that number still was up over, like, the full weekend of opening day weekend on last year. I still don't even think we scratched the surface. We had a couple multi-stolen base attempts. Uh, I think there's a couple guys. Obviously, I'm going to quote Corbin Carroll homer, but Corbin Carroll going up against a lefty yesterday, I'm much more intrigued about it today where he probably hits higher in a lineup. That's a guy that's going to be running. I think when we go and we look at the stolen bases over opening day weekend compared over, we're going to really have our, our minds blown a little bit. Well, well and, don't, don't forget. I'm actually the Corbin Carroll Homer today. Cause oh, I yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, Welsh. sorry, Mr. Welsh. I'm sorry, Mr. <laughs> Welsh. Yeah. So I have to, I have to make some joke about the Mets and I have to, I have to keep it into my wheelhouse for sure. Uh, the AL East big offense, Orioles, 10 runs, Red Sox had nine blue Jays, 10 also by the way Springer was phenomenal in that and we had the Yankees with Aaron Judge Homer let's also not we don't have it on this list but let's not forget the Rays with um, Wander Franco hitting that big late Homer a lot of offense out of the AL East ton of excitement in there but also maybe some questions on pitching in general outside of Garrett Cole was like you know obviously great with the big strikeouts but a lot of offense in your division yeah, uh, really fun to watch. Uh, every AL East team won, except for, you know, two of them were facing each other, so one of them had to lose there. Um, you're right. I, I, when putting together the notes, I didn't write down the Rays because they only scored four runs, but you're right. Wander Franco, obviously a highlight there as well. And I think this is going to be a sign of things to come in the division throughout this entire year. You know, as an Orioles fan going into the year, thinking about their chances of making a surprise run at the division title, you know, the Yankees are, are top heavy. They obviously have stars. I don't love their depth. The Red Sox, I don't think they're going to be very good. Sorry, Mike Mayer. Um, you know, the Rays are always obviously a smart team. The Blue Jays are the ones that really scared me. Like, if there's a team, I think, in this division that can actually run away with it, I think it's Toronto. It's not just George Springer. Obviously, Bo Bichette, Vladdy had a good day. Those three guys combined to go 11 of 16 in game one, six runs, four RBI uh, between that trio. I think that offense is really scary. I know Manoa didn't pitch well, but obviously Gossman, you know, in that rotation as well. So I think that's a really scary team. But the entire division, I think we're going to see a lot of fireworks this year. But, you know, there's a good point in the chat. Uh, Jay Full, Full of Metal K, um, brought up that, like, was this bad pitching or was this dominant offense? Wonky had the classic wonky little snark in the chat of, like, hey, who knew that Kluber and Gibson, I mean, let me put it up here. <laughs> You know, who didn't think that Kluver and Gibson was not going to be a huge pitcher's duel? It's a decent point. It's obviously a big offense, but like 
George Springer five for five. Do you think this had, to, I mean, I guess you do. Cause you said it like that. You think this has to do with more of the power and not maybe the lack of pitching overall in the division. I'm sure to a degree it's both. Um, I don't love the pitching in the division. So that's not like some crazy angle that I, I didn't think about, but it, it's also not like these teams scored six, seven, eight runs, this nine runs, 10 runs, 10 runs. Uh, I, I think that the, power in the in the division is just really good i think it's the most powerful division in in the sport um i it's just something that i expect to see a lot and also we saw across the board a lot of pitchers struggle not just in this division yesterday i don't know it's sort of like a cliche to say that like pitching usually starts off ahead of the hitters in april that wasn't the case yesterday but it wasn't just in the division maybe it's something to do with the pitch clock i don't know i'm sure we'll see that play out more as the season goes on but my gut tells me that you know, on the, the graph of this, more of that percentage is the hitters and less the pitchers. Though, again, I don't think the pitchers are that great. Yeah, I actually kind of agree with that, too. I think uh, there's a lot. You saw, like, pitch comm issues. I saw, like, Zach, I think it was Zach Gallon kept, like, dropping his pitch comm. Mm -hmm. And there was all these weird pitch comm things that were going on. And there's adjustments across the board to not being able to throw over. That I think is going to take a little bit of time, which hitters are going to be able to take advantage of. A couple more in the news. We'll get to the injuries as we blow through. O'Neill Cruz, Hunter Green, huge matchup. Uh, Cruz. 425 homer 101 came off the fastball if you picked him remember yesterday what a dummy me with the home run call i i flipped a coin ryan i said i my gut or my manny machado was my head but then all of a sudden it got into me i wanted to pick o'neill cruz i flipped the coin and i got it wrong if you went o'neill cruz it worked out hunter green though threw 44 pitches in triple digits he struck out eight it's a really good matchup of two couple young guys but o'neill cruz took that one it makes me feel all types of fantasy feelings ryan yeah i mean this is the future of the nl central right is these young stars and and obviously it feels kind of weird to put in the headlines you know pirates reds it's there's our teams that we're interested in this year in terms of the division but just for the future of what it looks like a couple of really fun young stars and we were talking actually yesterday after this had already happened how the exit velocity from Cruz plus the pitch velocity from Green on that pitch that he hit out uh, is got to be one of the highest combined velocity readings we've ever seen in a matchup because uh, they both bring the heat in their own ways. And it's really fun to watch. And they're two special talents. I saw an overlay two thing that said uh, there was one pitch. It obviously didn't register that way, but it was like 105. It came in 105 for Hunter Green, but it didn't register on uh, StatCast. Yeah. But I saw that, and I was just like, what are we doing here? What are we doing Absurd. with all this? Yeah, it is crazy. Uh, on the last bit of news, Otani, fastest pitch in the game and hardest hit ball in the game, which is just a crazy, crazy number. You had an interesting stat. 26 opening day starts since 1901 with 10 strikeouts, no runs allowed, but the first time the pitcher lost the game. <laughs> Yeah, uh, as, as I like put it in the notes, he got Tungsten Armo doiled again. Uh, it's just the, the that tweet uh, from several years ago is just the gift that keeps on giving. And it's so true. Every time you tune into an Angels game, Otani does something historic and then they lose the game. That was uh, a tweet from Sarah Lang. So uh, credit to her for for pointing that out. But yeah, he just he remains incredible, fun to watch, best player in baseball. And yet the Angels still can't do anything with it. No. No, they can't. Hopefully my, my internet looks like it's all wonky. So hopefully you guys can hear me okay. All the, the craziness of opening day destroyed yeah. everything apparently at my house. Uh, on the injury front, Justin Verlander placed on the IL. Could miss a month. Max Fried came out with a strained hamstring likely headed to the IL. Do not like that one whatsoever. Wilson Contreras left with a left knee contusion. Daniel Bard came out on the 15-day IL due to anxiety. Uh, Luis Urias also had a little hamstring strain. And Adelbert Tamon 
Mondesi officially placed on the 60-day IL. Any of those stand out to you? It kind of freed was the one that jumped out to me as like the biggest concern, but I guess it wasn't an arm issue. Well, Freed is definitely the biggest concern because I think I roster him in every one of my leagues this year. I love Freed. Uh, I have him in all my dynasty leagues, everything. So that uh, that one hurts a lot. Um, and then the Verlander uh, just was kind of a, a surprising thing to see, you know, as opening day was getting going, um, could miss a month. Like he's obviously been at the top of the pitcher rankings for years and years and years. And now he's getting older. He's not there anymore. And this is why you kind of get nervous about older pitchers is the injury problem. So um, those are the two that stand out to me. I guess also Contreras just because catcher is so shallow and, you know, you never want to see a catcher dealing with knee issues given the what they have to do when they're playing catcher. Yeah, especially getting a little bit older too. Like the offense really, I mean, you could say that offense really need him, but like look at all the pieces that were coming out. Brandon Donovan was yeah. awesome yesterday. Uh, Jordan Walker getting his first hit. So they can afford it, but you know, they don't want it. Uh, hey friends, here to remind you that you guys can get a one-year free premium upgrade to Fantasy Pros by just commenting, subscribing, and you can win. You can get advice. They've got the mock drafts. You can manage all your multiple teams, and you guys can check out the My Playbook. Download it and win. It's got lineup assistance, waiver assistance, trade analyzers, league analyzers. Manage your fantasy baseball lineups and dominate your league. You can get My Playbook by downloading it today. And like I said right here, you've got an opportunity to win a one-year free premium upgrade at Fantasy Pros just by subscribing and commenting. Why would you not want to do so? Right, Mr. Chris Welsh? By the way, my hair was this big issue yesterday in the chat. I appreciate that you have got, we've got both <laughs> like the the big poof that's going on. So thank yeah, you for arguably too much poof, but. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I was saying uh, maybe, you know, like those memes where it's like upgrade and it keeps getting bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. Like we'll do that, I think, through the season. Maybe I'll just never cut it and we'll see if we can get it. Like I can sit down and we can get it off the screen yeah. uh, for the entire year is what I'm looking for. Uh, some stats, three up and three down. I'm going to blow through these three stats. I know exactly who you're going to pinpoint. CJ Cron was awesome. Four for five, two homers, five RBIs. Absolutely dominated the Padres. And one of the funniest things that uh, Bogman and I were kind of reliving is a lot of people have focused so much on how, oh, well, CJ Cron, he's really great at home, but you can't play him on the road. Well, he completely destroys the narrative by doing it on the road. And he yeah. dominated in which was not just on the road in San Diego on a cold, wet night. There was rain. There was they were like mopping up the fields, putting kitty litter or whatever the hell they were putting on over the dirt. And he was still able to dominate. Your boy, Ali Rutschman, five for five, a homer and four RBIs. Plus, we saw Garrett Cole, Dylan Cease, and Shohei Otani all win at least six while striking out 10 and allowing one or fewer runs. Those are some big stat ups, but I know Adley's on your mind because he looked incredible. Yeah, I mean, some people are asking what's more impressive, Adley going five for five or me going five for five in slow pitch softball last night. Mm -hmm. I'll leave that up to the listeners to decide. Uh, I had a couple options, uh, you know, what I wanted to wear on the show. I've got my Orioles Hawaiian shirt that I love. I've got a Fantasy Pros baseball jersey, which is great. But I had to rock the Adley Rushman jersey, of course. Best oh, catcher that, in can't baseball. Even see, like, let's see. It, it, it is Rushman. I don't know okay. if I can get it uh, up in the... Uh, you know, just get a camera shot. I can turn around. Yeah. Uh, but this is an Adley Jersey. Uh, it's my favorite Jersey I own, of course. Um, at least until they, uh, fail to sign him, which will be devastating. Half a dozen. You're bringing up now. a really interesting thing. I, so not, we can't get off on a tangent. I, tan I tangent a lot more. Joe's not here to wrangle me in, but like, I had this exact conversation with Scott Bogman where opening day, I was like, Oh my God, 
I need a Corbin Carroll jersey. I've got an autograph one, but I want one to wear. And he was like, eh, you know, I'm, I'm going to turn 40 uh, this month or uh, coming up into here in April. And it's like, I might be out of the range where I can wear a jersey. What yeah. do you think the appropriate age to jersey ratio is, Ryan, as someone who is in their 30s wearing a, a jersey of another person? Uh, I'm just barely in my 30s. I, I am only 30, so uh, I'm not, like, you know, that far into it. Um, I am probably out on a limb here. I think you can wear a jersey at any age. I think you could bring a glove to a game at any age. We like sports okay. uh, because they're a game. They're fun. They're an escape. They appeal to the, the kid in us. Like, I will never judge anybody for wearing a jersey. I do judge sometimes some of the custom jerseys you see. Um, although there was a funny one. Uh, somebody had Arson Judge on, on a Giants jersey uh, that I saw walking around in reference to the John Heyman tweet, of course. Um, but in general, if you love a player, like, I think it's totally fine. I do think football jerseys are maybe a little better to wear because it's just sort of like once a week you gather for the big game, like all on Sunday, whereas opposed to baseball, it's every day. You're not going to wear a jersey every day or anything. But I think if you're going to a stadium, I don't care what age you are, like wear the jersey. Um, I just get nervous about, like I said, getting a young guy like Carol. I guess he's actually got the extension, but like a guy like Adley, like yeah. if they don't eventually extend him, then the jersey will look bad down the line. That's happening to me with my Lamar Jackson jersey right now. But in general, I'm very pro Jersey. Okay, good. This is a good chat. This is a good chat that uh, is support. Thank you guys for all supporting that we can wear jerseys. Now I just need a Corbin Carroll one. So uh, yes, please. And thank you. Um, also, also quickly before we move on, because yeah. I just have to actually talk about Adley. Uh, incredible. Um, I, it's not like rest of season rankings, like jump him to number one at catcher or anything. But if he becomes the number one catcher in fantasy, like this is what it's going to look like. Some power, obviously at a 400 foot home run. And then a lot of singles taking the pitch, going the opposite way with opposite it. Field was great. I, I, I think the, the lineup, you know, I thought this going into the game, obviously it played out this way is going to be much improved around him. That's more opportunities for runs and RBI. I just think he's going to have a, an incredible season and, Outside of the steals, like I think he'll be the best catcher in like basically the other four categories. Yeah, I think it's possible. Uh, I I said on ITL that I think he's the number at least the number two catcher uh, locked down by All Star break, and he might be number one. The only thing that keeps yeah. it away is like Ramuto hitting three and also stealing bases. But yeah. what he did yesterday was absolutely phenomenal. Also, uh, Chris Evans in the chat was poo pooing um, CJ Cron, which is fine. Because I'm not saying I'm not sitting here. I'm trying to find the comment. Yeah, right here. The wimpy shots barely clear the wall. Don't get too excited. But that's not the point. The point is, is he was successful on the road. Like we're not saying CJ yeah. Cron is the biggest, baddest first baseman. Go and trade everything for him. But no, his weakness is on the road. He dominated in a cold, wet environment that he did on the road. That this is not what he does. So that's what's exciting about CJ Cron. Yeah. Also, uh, a wimpy home run is still a ball you hit over so the fence against a major league pitcher. It, that's awesome. Exactly. Uh, and then on the injuries, we're going to or the the down three stats. We're going to plow through these. Jacob DeGrom, Nola, Gallon, Manoa, Michaelis, all of that five earned runs. A lot of three and two thirds also on opening day. Corey Kluber also allowed, but as you pointed out, who cares? Max Muncy with the worst performance, I think, of the day. 0 for 5 with five strikeouts, which was insane. Uh, we also saw Eloy Schwarber, Austin Hayes, Sean Murphy all go 0 for five in that bad boy. The Muncie one really, really stood out to me. Uh, friends, it is time to go and take a look at our sponsor, Prize Picks. You guys can get locked in with Prize Picks right now. Use a promo code leading off, and you guys can get hooks up, hooked up. Fantasy Pros leading off each day they are presenting with us, and they are the easiest and fastest way to play da daily fantasy baseball and any of the sports. You pick over-unders on player props. You can win up to 25 times your money. Use that promo code leading off when you sign up, and they will match your first deposit up to one 
hundred bucks. And no big deal. The Welsh just dropped you a winner in the very first show presented by Prize Picks yesterday. If you paid attention and you listened, I gave you a five to one on your money. I had Pablo Lopez four strikeouts. He smashed. Otani strikeouts smashed. Machado one and a half hit run RBI. Well, he got an RBI in his first at bat and then he got a hit. So we got it. We smashed it. Hopefully you guys bet it. Did anyone bet mine, by the way? And don't lie. You let me know in the chat. If someone did, I'm going to put your comment up. I was very excited about that. I have feelings on Pablo Lopez, which we're not going to get to, but I was able to crush it. Ryan, why don't you give us your prize picks, and then I'll give everybody my prize pick play of the day. Yeah, well, I was going to say, we don't have time to get into it, but Pablo Lopez looked great. Um, He's my but, biggest bot. Wait for my trade video. If it's coming out next week, he will be on that because yeah. there are some crazy changes. Uh, so my, my picks here, I've got Robbie Ray over five and a half strikeouts against Cleveland. The guardians struck out nine times in yesterday's game. Uh, Mookie bets over seven fantasy points. Uh, he was really bad yesterday. Over four, three strikeouts. If a star has a bad first game, I'm very happy to go back to them in the second game. Uh, and then Manny Machado over one and a half hits runs RBI going up against Kyle Freeland of the Rockies. Uh, $20 wins you a hundred on that. If you go the full power play, which I am, I don't play this game to hedge my bets and go with the flex. Only need to hit two out of three. I go all in every time and I expect to hit it. Yeah, I think if I were to do a five, because you can go up to five. I haven't unloaded a five here yet. I want to see just a tiny bit. Um I definitely want to check uh, some of all that out. But if you were to go like a five-player one, I might play a little bit of insurance here, but we'll see. Uh, today on mine, I am going to be rocking another three, just like Ryan, for a five times. I've got Julio, the total base, uh, more. I'm going to go on the more side. I'm going back to the well with Manny Machado a lot today. Seven and a half fantasy points more. I'm going with Mookie Betts, fantasy uh, score seven or more. So Julio, uh, total base, Machado, sc fantasy score, and Mookie Betts. I, I didn't realize before putting mine together that we both have both Machado and Mookie on there. I also like that we're both I going more either. with all three of ours because, you know, we, we're here to have fun. Like, I know, like, you know, historically betting unders on prop bets and things like that are usually more lucrative. But, like, it's fun to root for stuff to happen. Yeah, exactly. 100%. I'm not a big under better guy. Speaking of uh, our bets for the day, I got a couple bets for you. If you guys want to place them, they're going to be kind of in line with what we just talked about. Jordan Alvarez, Jordan Alvarez, total base one and a half. I'm going with the over. It's plus 115. Saw that, I believe, over on DK. Uh, Robbie Ray, that you just uh, mentioned, I love this one today. Five and a half strikeouts. It's plus 105 on DK. I'm all about that one. And Mookie Betts, total base one and a half. These are just straight bets. These are not the price pick ones. It's plus 130 today. And why I like it, he's a career 300 hitter against uh, uh, Merle, Merle Kelly, and four of his seven hits against Kelly, extra base hits. So again, for me, there's also a part of like, I don't think we're going to have multiple days of struggling or anything like that. So I'm going back to the well with Machado a little bit more and Mookie Betts getting back in it. I'm definitely with Ryan. What are some of your bets for the day? Yeah, check the uh, betting pros prop bet cheat sheet. If you want to see some of these, these are some of the recommended ones on there. Jose Ramirez over one and a half total bases against Seattle. That is going up against Ray, who I like to get a lot of strikeouts, but uh, I still think that the, the Guardians will get some hits in there as well. Juan Soto over 0.5 runs against Colorado. Uh, not a great day for him yesterday again stars bouncing back in game two i think the padres are gonna bounce back in a big way today uh and then uh nick martinez i don't think they bounce back on the mound because i have him over one and a half earned runs against the rockies that's minus 120 uh so those are my three
By the way, uh, on the bets yesterday, uh, I de- didn't hit two, but I hit Wander Franco total base uh, plus 130 yesterday. And I gave you guys a parlay, my big parlay of the day, Tampa Bay win and Atlanta total uh, team total runs four and a half. If you parlay that together like I did, those did pay. So cha-ching, love that. Uh, over on the DFS, Mr. Ryan Wormley, you gave us uh, you gave us some good plays here. I've got a couple things. Actually, I'll just throw it out mine because mine is a little bit smaller. Uh, David Peterson is kind of a pivot play for me. I think Christian Javier looks like he's going to be the highest played guy. I kind of like the pivot 6,600 on DK. A value hitter for the day, James Outman going up against the Diamondbacks again. But I do like stacks of Arizona and San Diego today. Uh, I think the lefty the lefties that they're going to get in and move higher in the lineup on the Diamondbacks against Dustin May is going to look a little bit better. And I think San Diego is going to come back. But what do you you have yeah I like those picks and I will just readily admit I am not a very avid DFS player so Never for mind. me it's more I kind of look through and say these are some things that stand out to me as values and guys I like to have good days today unless like here's a strategy of building your lineup but some of the values that I like uh, Robbie Ray is my favorite pitcher going today it's obviously I hate that they do this where it's a much smaller slate on game two, on day two of the season I yeah, know that I'm it's like, like they want to leave it open for like in case it gets rained out on opening day but also like you could just still do the ceremonies in what was originally scheduled for the second game if the first one does get rained out it just bothers me every year you have all this fun excitement of opening day and then it's like such a letdown uh, on day two so ray is my favorite pitcher going today on the smaller slate um i like andrew vaughn a lot at 2800 miguel rojas 2200 max muncie i know he had five strikeouts yesterday this is a total just like i believe he is a better player than that so at only 3200 i'm going to go back to him and again not a ton of great options at third and then i would pay up for for the outfielders mookie 3900 kyle tucker 4000 Juan Soto 4000 any of those outfielders if i'm going to spend my money somewhere i'm going to go cheaper on infield because i see a lot of values there and outfield just give me the stars yeah, no, I actually agree with that. I'm going to be a little bit about Corbin Carroll today because I think this is a big opportunity, but I love Mookie. Obviously, it's something I'm going to try. I don't try to go crazy with it and maybe Joe adjusts it, but like when we're talking like prize pick, bets, DFS, those are going to kind of be in line. Like if I've got a guy on prize picks, I'm probably also going to look at what, you know, if I have his one and a half total bases on prize picks, I'm probably going to look at what is that? Is it plus money over yeah. on any other book? And I'm going to like that as well. And that would in turn be something I would end up taking a look at over on, uh, you know, any of the DK sites or FanDuel or wherever you guys are playing your daily fantasy sports. Last up here, my friends, is the home run call. It is killing me, the coin flip. The coin flip that could have got me 1-0, Ryan. I flipped it. My gut started to say uh, O'Neal Cruz. I stuck with Manny Machado. Machado didn't actually particularly look great, which had me a little bit worried. But I am a glutton for punishment, Mr. Chris Welsh slash Ryan Wormley. And I'm going to go back to the well. I'm going to go back to the well. I'm going to take Manny Machado tonight. Uh, He's got a good track record versus Kyle Freeland. He's a lefty. I think we can get that going a little bit more, and this will probably be my last shot at just attacking Manny Machado. I really thought he would. So I'm going to try to get on the board with Manny Machado. What say you, my friend? Because Joe and I both did not get on the board, nor did Mike Mayer in day one. Well, first of all, instead of back to the well, for you it's back to the Welsh. Uh, for my pick, I am really annoyed the Orioles aren't playing. I actually told my Fantasy Pros co-worker, Andrew Erickson, he messaged me yesterday. He said he had a free bet and wondered which Oriole that – I would recommend he take to hit a home run. And I immediately said Adley Rutschman and it paid off. That would have been my pick yesterday. I know I can't take credit for it, but obviously I happily would have done that with no Orioles to pick. Uh, And again, a smaller slate, just not a ton of guys that I'm like super excited about. Like this is something I feel good about. I just picked a great power hitter, Pete Alonso. Obviously, you know, he's a 40 homer 
type of hitter. So I'm going with him as my uh, as my call here and, and hoping it works out. All right. Someone said this and I'm going to do it. Maybe this is going to be my new thing. So I'll never be on the board. I did have if I did have a guy that I was thinking about. I did have I have no. What is this, Justin? I have no coin flipping skills. As a matter of <laughs> fact, my friend, I think I have phenomenal coin flipping skills as I was able to keep it on my hand and not drop it. I just had to reach for this. There is another guy that's in my brain here. And here's the problem. I feel like the secondary guy is, is the guy. So let's do this. My pick is Manny Machado. The guy that's in my brain is Mookie Betts for the day. Okay. Mookie Betts, good track record, like I said, has three homers, yeah. I believe, against. Yeah, it's three homers against Merrill Kelly. Heads, Manny Machado, tails, Mookie Betts. Sound good? I, right. I love it. Here we go. Here we go. We're going Manny again. So book <laughs> Mookie Betts to uh, hit the homer. But, well, let, let me ask you this, Welsh. While the coin was in the air for that half second, what did you want it to land on? I wanted to land on Mookie Betts. I wanted it to land <laughs> on Mookie Betts. So, but I can't uh, you got to trust the coin, though. Yeah, if you guys uh, – I saw someone mentioning how to do the um, – uh, how to go in and do the bets or do the uh, home run calls. If you want to get in on the Fantasy Pros Discord, you can get in. There's a home run call room. It's super easy. You just type it in. Bam, the bot tracks it. You are locked in. I believe next week we're probably going to be getting the home run board. Whoever had O'Neill Cruz yesterday, which I think a bunch of you did, you are on. I know probably a couple of you are in the chat that are on, but we will be celebrating it all next week as the board comes back. Hopefully also new overlays because Mr. Ryan Wormley is going to be with me on Monday and Tuesday as Joe is just traveling back out here in Arizona. I should see him on Sunday. How nice it must be to be able to take a vacation on day two of the season of the sport right. that you cover. Well planned there, Joe. How about, <laughs> hey, welcome everybody. It's opening day and he's gone. <laughs> He's gone. He's out of here. But uh, Ryan, you did, or Chris Welsh, you did a great job today. Uh, I'm Joe Pizapia slash uh, Chris Welsh. You can find me on Twitter at Is It The Welsh. Uh, Ryan, what was the Twitter again? At Ryan Warmly. And that's Warmly like how you dress when it's cold outside, not like my last name. It was Welsh and the Worm. We did it. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, you guys had a fantastic opening day. Hopefully, today is as good. You guys know where to find us over on the Discord. All the cool, everything's going to really be kicking off too with more chats. We've also got the room where you guys can ask questions. There's private, you can message me, uh, Ryan, you can message anybody for any fantasy questions. We got you there. Make sure to use the promo code leading off if you go over to Prize Picks, join in, make some money, have fun with us. The story of the game goes on for Ryan Wormley. I am the Welsh last Joe Pizapia, and we will talk to you guys for a full slate of episodes leading off next week. Goodbye, my friends.